0: Do you believe that we're all meant for more? Our guest today does. We've got Charity Majors on episode 36 of No Boring Stories. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and my favorite Disney princess is Rapunzel followed very closely by Bell. Today on the show, we've got somebody who has done the Princess Walk. She has been in pageants. She has been all over the place. And now she is crushing it as a mindset coach, entrepreneur, speaker, podcast host of the Meant For More podcast, and author of bestseller Meant For More, Igniting Your Purpose in a World That Tries to Dim Your Light. Charity Majors is on the show with us today to share her story full of ups and downs and all the moments that we relate to and bringing us to a heartbreaking, absolutely transformative moment a few years ago that really set everything in motion for what she's doing now. If you are in a similar place where you're facing a significant change right now, you're gonna love her story and it's going to inspire you to show up and do the thing that you are made for in this world. If there's something that jumps out to you in this episode, please share the episode, rate it, and review it so that others can experience the same transformation that you have. I'm so grateful that you're here to engage with these not boring stories, and so enjoy the conversation with Charity Majors. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. I am Alex Street, and this is the place where you can trust that there are no boring stories. So thankfully, we've got Charity Majors on the show today. She is no newbie to pulling stories out of people. She hosts her own fabulous podcast called Mint for More and a whole community of faith-filled female entrepreneurs oh I love it and uh, she is here today to share her story and talk all about what makes for good storytelling as well charity how are you doing on this fine day?
1: I'm doing good Alex thanks for having me. I'm excited
0: yeah, yeah this is so good um it's just always an easy conversation between us that's what I love I mean we've we've chatted a few times and it's just, It does. You have this ability to kind of just bring people from like, if there's like a heightened state of people, I feel like, tell me if you get this a lot, people might come to you at like, maybe feeling a little bit on edge, maybe feeling a little bit stressed, and then you just you just have this like calming presence to you. Have you, have you heard that before? Have you got that before? Have people said that about you?
1: <laughs> Sometimes. Yes. And other times I'm like the hype girl that just bring people well, up to get excited. So yeah, sure. No,
0: I mean, but that's a different <laughs> kind of like stress, a different kind of energy. So you can calm people down and get them pumped up at the same time. I think I just, I just love the, uh, the, the presence that you bring. That's, that's what's important is you are just fully present. I think wherever you are. So,
1: Thanks.
0: um, yeah, I think that really stands out for you. Look, we, we're going to get into your story and what you're doing and and how you're helping people. But uh, you said to me this phenomenal sentence. And I just want to start here because um, I don't know if this is like something that you talk about a lot or where this is. But you said what makes for good storytelling is for you to do the healing So you have the story, not so that the story has you. Tell me about that.
1: Well, it all started actually when I began to share one of the hardest stories coming from my life, one of the hardest seasons coming from my life. And Mm -hmm. I'll touch on it in just a second. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get there as I was sharing this, people just kept saying, wow, like, how are you able to talk about this in such a way that you're not like falling apart, that you're not, Mm. you know, like breaking down and crying. And it wasn't always like that. Like when I first shared about this, what I like to call like the dark night of the soul that I went through.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it Like it had me, I wasn't able to talk about it without it triggering this huge emotional response and this huge emotional breakdown. And that was because I hadn't gone through enough of the healing process for me to be able to hone, like to to harness the power and the lessons of that story. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm such a firm believer that healing, especially when we go through hard times, that is what allows us to then capture the goodness of the story to capture the lessons of the story, where we mm-hmm. are able to have our story instead of it having
0: us. Mm, it's so good. I mean, that's. I just had this conversation yesterday. Um, they, they, somebody else, you know, asked me. Yeah, I've got this really big, heavy story. It's, it's devastating, and it's really hard for me to talk about. How do I share this without? Not only without me breaking down, but without like steamrolling people and and saying like, "Oh, you want to hear my story?" Well, and then you just run over them with this devastating turn of events, and and I think it's there's that's just there's part of ownership, as you say, and I think it really, you know, as I as I described them, like we think that this moment, you go through a a deep, devastating, traumatic experience, whatever it might be, and you. Th- for some reason, we we shrink our story down to be that moment, whether it was a year, five years, 10 minutes, whatever it was, we shrink our story down to think that that's our story. But the truth is when you can separate yourself from just that moment and go, wait, but who was I before that moment? Yeah. And now since then, who have I become? Yeah. There's the story. And that moment simply becomes like, you know, the climax, if you will, the 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 turning point and that i think empowers us to to own the whole thing instead of feel owned by that moment it's brilliant yep, absolutely so good okay you also said that one of your favorite stories is sleeping beauty why is that
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's so funny. I remember even watching the movie as a little girl. Like, I I just loved, like, first of all, she was blonde. Like, so she reminded me of me. Um, and I just loved that she was kind of this, like, didn't know, like, how beautiful she was or how loved she was. And so, mm. and then when she woke up to that, um, something inside of me always resonated with that. And I think it was funny because I was... Growing up, I was kind of this like I was like tall and skinny. I joke that I kind of look like a baby deer. Like I was like nothing but like,
0: like just like, like really like Bambi bangly, trying to walk on the ice, yes, like Bambi like, like,
1: trying to walk on the ice, just and, like splayed out. Yes, like long arms, long legs, and really just hadn't necessarily grown into my body yet. And now being tall, I'm like 5'10", I played sports. Um, but when it really hit me that it was like sleeping beauty was actually when I dove into, as a grown adult, into the world of pageants. Um, and I still, even when I dove into the world of pageants, didn't think that I was the pageant girl. I actually used to be a personal trainer. So I was like the sweaty girl in sweatpants that like hardly, you know, like I'd like touched sweaty people all day and, you know, didn't really shower. <laughs> Yeah. And like people just kept saying you should do this, you should do Mrs. Idaho, you should do Mrs. Idaho and I'm like no way. Like I'm the personal trainer. Like and eventually about a year later got to the point where I was ready to like dive into a new group of girls. I saw how um involved they were in the community and helping out with a lot of different nonprofits. I knew I wanted to get more into public speaking. And so and I also I had my own wellness studio and so I was like, well, I'll just have like 50 women like come to my gym so it's like really yeah. good for my business too right <laughs> kind of a win-win-win for a lot of different yeah. areas and I dove in and actually like four months later ended up winning Mrs. Idaho like a year later going on and com- like winning Mrs. of the Americas and competing at Mrs. World making top six in the world like it was this really interesting space where I found out oh I really thrive in this in around other high level women that like to do their hair and like to do makeup and like to contribute to their community and are really great, you know, at getting their messages across in really yeah. short amount of times and being judged and being okay with being judged. <laughs> and, uh, and so it was kind of this like full circle moment where it was like, Oh, like I woke up to like this beauty inside and out and being comfortable with it and being okay with it. And I found a space where, where before, like, I almost felt like my, you know, I was too pretty for the sporty girls, but too sporty for the pretty girls, you know, as I grew up, like in high school and kind of in college and, um, and kind of found a space where my too much for some people was par for Mm. the course.
0: Okay. So here's what just happened. (laughs) Right. I'm like, all right, tell me about Sleeping Beauty. And you're like, look, Sleeping Beauty is not just an 85 minute Disney movie from the 50s. OK, it's like this whole experience or even let's go back to Brothers Grimm or whoever, you know, originally wrote the idea. But like it's this for you, it's this lived experience. It's this mm-hmm. story that might be 60, 70, 100. I don't actually know when the original sort of was written, the original fairy tale. Um came out but it's it's extremely old and yet you're like no 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 it's something that I'm living through have lived through this experience of having this whole sense of being and yet it's too much for some people. And so what do you do? You hide yourself. Like, I'm just imagining Aurora, the princess. Like, she's too much for Maleficent. Maleficent's like, I'm jealous. I didn't get to be here. Ah, you're too beautiful. You're going to be cursed with this and the whole thing. Everyone. And then she goes and lives in a forest so that she's, and she hides away from the world and she's protected. And then you're like, she finally wakes up to who she is and what she's supposed to do in this world. And this was your experience. This is what stories do for us. We find ourselves in them. And they give us the opportunity to share our own story, which you just did, in a really kind of magical way. Thanks. To wake up to this world, to wake up to yeah. who you are and show up. Do you feel like you, you are more awake now than you've ever been? More aware? More alive? Is that where oh, you're at?
1: For sure. For sure.
0: I'm excited to hear where else you've fallen asleep or where else you were asleep or like like hiding back or what that is, because you've just you just opened up some cans here of. OK, so you were a <laughs> fitness trainer. Um, you were a beauty pageant. You just casually said six in the world. <laughs> like, Wait a second. And. And now here you are. Tell us what the what's the main work that you're bringing to the world now? Then, um, as your full, you know, wide awake self, what are you doing, and how? What's the impact that it's making now?
1: Well, it's actually kind of stems back to that dark night of the soul and uh, kind of that harder time of my life where it's okay, a but lot hold of on, it is stemming from that. Yes.
0: I want to get there. Okay. I want to get, but first I just want to hear like, where are you at now? Like what's the mm-hmm. thing now? And then we'll backfill with what got you here. Okay. So like, you know, as you show up today, like how do you, what are you going to do to help people today in your work?
1: So, it's the big message of meant for more, right? You Mm -hmm. heard it on my podcast. That's actually what my book is called. And it's igniting your purpose and daring to be all that God has called you to be. Mm -hmm. And, right, I think that we um, as human beings, right, go through this journey where we somewhat forget who we are and that we are a God dream wrapped in human skin on Mm -hmm. this planet out of all of eternity. And chosen for this exact time um, in history. And I think that we forget how powerful that really is. And I think that we forget that uh, it's, it's like one out of like 140, like it's like 14 zeros, whatever that number is, trillion, bazillion, I don't even know.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's just say bazillion Chances, just bazillion. because.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chances of you literally being here on the planet right yeah. now. And that's something significant. And I think that so many times, right, similar to Sleeping Beauty, we kind of go through this phase of hiding and we go through this space of not knowing why I'm here or like, what magic do I bring to the world? And I think we're all born for significance. I think that when we can uncover that, right, I like to call mm-hmm. it gold mining, right? Like sometimes we got to sort through the junk. We got to like find those gold nuggets of, from our story, from um, yeah. the unique way that we were designed. Um, and how we can really show up in the world and help others.
0: So you're at this place with a book, with a podcast, with a community and coaching, helping people discover the more that they're meant for. Like, is that, you know, is that what you're, how you're opening people up, how you're opening your mind to see that? Yeah, you. it's not an accident. You said you're a God dream wrapped in human skin. Goodness yeah. gracious. That's the work that you're doing. That's where I would say, yeah, where does that begin? And you opened us a, up a little bit to this. Um, but even, you know, again, before this dark night of the soul, go back a little bit further and go, like, again, was this just always instilled in you? Did you grow up with this idea that, like, there's there's a big plan? There's, there's a big destiny? There's something, there's impact that I'm supposed to make beyond just... This human skin sack that is <laughs> that is walking around here? That's a gross way to think about it. Um that like what was that, you know, as a little girl? Is that is that who you were? Is that what came up? Is that what led you to get into competitive um, you know, whether it's sports or uh, you know, beauty competitions, or whatever that is, what leads you towards that and, and where was where did that begin, this idea of meant for more?
1: Well, yeah, I would say when growing up, I definitely, I wasn't the little girl that was like, I'm going to be a doctor and I know that I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And I like Mm -hmm. had my 27 year plan all laid out. I was, I was definitely the dreamer. I knew I was going to do some really great things. Um, I was a firstborn. So leading was definitely. (laughs) part of what I normally did anyways. Um, I just always seem to find myself in leadership positions. Um, yeah. and what was interesting, who is- are
0: you looking up to? Like, as like, who are you watching and being like, yeah, that's like, that's who I either, that's who I want to be. That's who I'm following. That's who's encouraging me. Oh,
1: it was Mariah Carey for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is great i was expecting like it was mrs johansson my math teacher <laughs> You're like oh, was mariah no, no doubt mariah <laughs> sweet, sweet fantasy in baby our, let's go yeah,
1: the back <laughs> of our <laughs> in the back of our minivan with my with my cd player or my disc or my cassette tape and just rock out to mariah carey my little brother so yes. loved it
0: okay okay so she's helping you dream
1: yes she was helping me dream Um, I would say who else honestly my parents were a big Mm. part of that as well we actually traveled quite a bit when we were growing up I was on different dance teams and we were actually really involved in um, different like missionary type work we traveled all over the country and performing Mm. and speaking um, and seeing was your how your dad a,
0: a pastor mom a speaker like how what's
1: um not, they were somewhat like facilitators like they would help lead different group like different traveling groups and different okay. mission type groups yeah um and so like i said we like even from when i was a like, little like a baby like i went over to like the philippines and the into china and hong kong yeah. and all these different places um and so really having not only that sense of adventure, but seeing how well my parents loved and led, um, mm. was like, that was really, really impactful for me. And, and we just grew up doing it. We grew up, like I said, traveling all around the country yeah. and, you know, just up on stages and singing and speaking and performing and, um, you know it was it was definitely you know it was christian based and so it Mm -hmm. was you know um whatever your beliefs are that's not necessarily what that what this is about but seeing them love and lead well Mm -hmm. um and really being the hands and feet of of Jesus was really impactful yeah. for me.
0: Well, it's amazing because, and you're what you're growing up, you're experiencing this, you're being taken on these adventures, whether you even remember them or not, or you just look back at pictures, you're like, Hey, that's me as a baby in the Philippines. Like, but there's this in instilled, um, almost an atmosphere. It sounds like created around your family that we are here to impact others. Like we are here to have yeah. and to make an impact to, to be that ripple that that or that the rock that starts the ripple. Yeah. Um, ooh, that's good. I should write that down. You should <laughs> make that a meme. <laughs> be the rock that starts the ripple. Some you know that sometimes that that gold just shows up, right? Oh, um yeah. so, and then you're going through high school and as you said earlier, you're trying to figure out, you know, okay, but where do I belong? Do I does this body yeah. even belong? How do I fit in this? and make my place um so yeah how does that show up and you then lead into I'm gonna play sports I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this I'm gonna lean into the athleticism of this and and see where that takes me
1: so I mean a big part of it was I mean because we were missionaries we didn't have a ton of money and a lot of it was if I was going to go to college then I'm probably going to get on 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 an athletic athletic and or academic scholarship. Mm-hmm. And I mean, our family was always active. Both my parents actually played volleyball in college and had coached volleyball. And so we always had some type of sporting equipment <laughs> around the house. We got volleyballs and yeah, right. my brother played baseball. And so um athletic activities were always a big part of our life as well and I just I played basketball and tried softball and all this different stuff and just so happened that I really really enjoyed and was good at volleyball and it was easy to be able to say hey dad like let's you know come spike the ball at me and I can dig it or let's pass back and forth because they you know both my mom and dad loved it as well Um, and so it just kind of became the thing I think part of it too my parents kept my brothers and I busy on purpose with sports to keep us out of trouble.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Heard that before. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Face that a lot as a youth pastor. Actually, a lot of the families that I was with, they're like, look, look this just puts my kid in he's playing hockey every Friday night instead of. Yeah. Yep. That's great. (laughs) That's
1: great. Um, and so like dove into sports because I loved it. I thrived at it. I enjoyed the team aspect of it. Um, I think there was also an element of it where, i was also at the same time getting a lot of external feedback right coming from like this environment that you're saying like with my family and like adventure and travel and we're doing all this really great impactful things and and then i get shift like into this other world where we're a little bit more planted and Mm -hmm. and uh and i'm getting this different external feedback where i somewhat felt like almost wrong for the way that i was made i was I was mm-hmm. smart and was in National Honor Society and you know, like all like all these different advanced classes, but I was the blonde girl. And so I was then the like the butt of the blonde jokes. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like I mentioned, I was, you know, like kind of like I like to have a ribbon in my hair when I played volleyball and some of the girls made fun of me. And it was like, well, right. I like to be girly, like, you know, so I was kind of too girly for the sporty girls. Um And I was kind of in the popular crowd, but I also had like multiple friend circles just because I was in newspaper, I was in the, you know, whatever decorating club, I was in the the pep club, I was, you know, in the National Honor Society, so I had multiple circles of friends, and so I was almost like then too like sporty or too smart for the for the pretty girls so i just felt like there were places where i didn't belong and somewhat yeah. like wrong for the way that i was made i was like oh, i was too much over here but not enough over there and really went through this space of okay like well maybe if i just pretend to act like that girl because it looked like looks like people like her mm-hmm. then maybe they'll accept me or you know oh well maybe if i just dress like that girl yeah then the I'll I'll belong over here.
0: What's so what's what's jumping out for me even right now as you say this, Charity, um, is is somebody could hear this and be like, oh, oh, woe was you. You were too pretty. You were too sporty. Okay. Like cry me a river. And and I think that that's I mean a, that's that shouldn't be how we just receive something is to then go into that and lean into that because I think what's truly coming out in this is it's the universal story, the shared story in this, no matter where you find yourself is this point that you just said of like, it felt like that I wasn't made right, that it was wrong the way that I was made, that something in that, something in this deep held belief or fear around I don't belong here that's the piece that we're really narrowing in on and your journey to get there because your journey to get there but there's this sense of where do i belong where do i fit in where's my place in this world and so as you lean into that then and and really that's your story up to this point how does that carry through you know into university and beyond to to where you find yourself kind of growing into the life that that you're leading now. And I mean, getting into this piece that we have touched on a few times of this, you know, dark night.
1: Yeah. So I would say that was kind of a repeating theme
0: mm-hmm.
1: for me of like, gosh, it feels like I don't belong. It feels like there's something wrong with the way that I was made. Mm-hmm. I'm getting, you know, like this external feedback that just says like <laughs> Like I'm not enough or I'm too much or whatever. So mm-hmm. I picked up like people-pleasing tendencies and perfectionism and like all this achiever type striving um, mm. and really not necessarily knowing who I was. And I remember I was probably a couple of years before graduating college, I almost went through this, like not a midlife crisis, but like kind of an identity crisis of I like to call it like the pretty woman moment where if you've seen that movie, she's like, I don't even know what kind of eggs I like.
0: Yeah yep
1: i want everyone (laughs) to like stop telling me who i should be or what i should do or like quit shooting all over me i'm gonna quit shooting all over myself and i'm gonna figure out what freaking eggs i like (laughs) you know like i'm gonna figure out and
0: what what, eggs do you like what
1: i loved (laughs) eggs benedict
0: (laughs) there we go all right you and my wife can go out for breakfast yes (laughs)
1: And so I really went on kind of this self-discovery journey of like, who am I? Like, what are the things I like? What are the hobbies that I like? Without anyone else telling me, like, does this spark joy? Does this bring me joy? Does this light me up? Do I have fun doing this? Am I good at this? Like, what are my strengths, right? I did all the personality tests. Like, you know, what color am I? What, like, (laughs) All of that stuff, and started to really reframe and reprogram a lot of the negative limiting beliefs and the false stories of who I should be, who I shouldn't be, how I should show up in the world. I started Mm. to really change the stories that I was telling myself internally. And that shifted so much. And so that was a big part of kind of this longer spiritual journey that I went on where even in my book, I kind of talk about like, like these repeating patterns that show up in our life, that those can kind of be like, like what you were just saying, Alex of the, Oh, like, woe is you the, Oh, like these like little, little things, um, quote unquote, right. Like to our logical brain don't necessarily seem like that big of a deal. But what's really interesting is that in our subconscious is our subconscious it actually dictates the majority of our thoughts beliefs mm-hmm. you know our actions like our habits and 80 percent of our subconscious is programmed in us by the time we're seven and what we tend to do is actually repeat the stories that yeah. we hear from zero to seven for the rest of our lives and so even those little instances where when I was five years old and I went to a new school and asked the little girls on the, on the playground if I could go play with them and they said no, my five-year-old little heart attached a limiting belief that said I don't belong, that I'm not enough, mm-hmm. that I, you know, the girls don't like me. And that was a repeating pattern that I, then my brain and what's called confirmation bias. It's kind of like, if you go shopping for a car and then all of a sudden you like see that car everywhere, yeah. right? Your brain yeah. is going to confirm that story. And so for me, it was confirming these different stories over and over and over where I didn't belong, where I wasn't enough, where I was too much, where I didn't fit in and, And so I had to go back and change and shift those stories. So that was like a big piece of now this spiritual growth journey that I went on.
0: Yeah. Where are you in your story at this point? Like, like age wise kind of stage. What's the.
1: This was like through my 20s. Like,
0: okay. So you go, did you, I mean, did you go to college?
1: I did. Yeah. Went to college, graduated with honors, a couple degrees, like kept that achiever thing going, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. And so as you're doing this, then you're trying to get to this point or trying to figure out, yeah, what are all the, why, why are these stories still running through my head when I'm achieving everything that I ever wanted? Why am I still feeling this way? I think those are the questions that we start to When you find yourself alone and you're starting to get frustrated with like, yeah, but why is this still the freaking thing then? Mm -hmm. That's what you're drawing us to is actually because that's been programmed in your brain from way before you can remember.
1: Oh, this person is this right. Same type of relationship or person or friendship. Like it's a different person, but it's the same.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oof. If you're like me, you might be showing up consistently, but you still feel all the fears and frustration of public speaking. I used to hold myself back because of this, but now as I show up more authentically than ever, I'm making more impact than ever, and I wanna help you do the same. That's why I created the Fearless Speakers Academy Membership. A safe space where you can not only identify the exact fears that are holding you back from showing up, but also work on all the greatest tips and tricks that I've learned over 30 years as a performer and 20 years as a public speaker to captivate any audience so you can show up with confidence online, on video, on a podcast, or on stage, wherever you find yourself today to use your voice and stand out from the crowd. In this membership, you'll get two live group coaching calls from me every month as well as ongoing support through the community and all kinds of worksheets, downloads, challenges and bonus offers along the way. It's only $15 a month. And if you go to fearlessspeakersacademy.com slash no BS, then you'll even get the first two weeks free to give it a shot and see just how much value is in there. Again, after that, it's only fifteen dollars a month. I don't think there's a better deal on the planet. Go to fearlessspeakersacademy.com/no-bs so that you can face your fears, make speaking magical, and tell a better story. Okay, so so you're experiencing this, and you're you're willingly going into this journey to to go back and rewrite old stories in your life? And where does that take you?
1: Well, I think a lot of it then started to show up in right. It started to show up then as different, right. Different people started to show up in my life. I started to show up differently, like more authentically as myself. I'd like Mm -hmm. the people pleasing started to go away. Um, I started, I stopped worrying so much about what other people said. Um, I stopped really worrying about judgment. I stopped, you know, like even like different circles of friends where it was like gossip and negativity, like a lot of like I started noticing, I'm like, oh, like that's not the people that I want to be around. So I started shifting circles of where I was at. Yeah. And then that was a lot of where then the whole pageant thing came in. It like, I it, oh, in the pageant world here, it was funny because they're like, you just like came out of the woodworks and you just like took over the place. And I'm like, well, but actually it was because of the 10 years prior of the spiritual journey that I had been on where it didn't bother me to like literally jump into the fire of being judged and being in a competition with a lot of other amazing women. Right. And be fine with the outcome regardless and be so solid in who I am and in the story that I have and the mission that I'm on that, you know, it was, that was what
0: I just, it's so interesting. Like that. I just thought of my journey with acting was was very similar where I always knew I wanted to be an actor and everything. But that, but then I had a lot of work to do around why am I showing up on stage? Why am I getting up? What do I really want here? And then it was, what, four years ago, I guess, I actually got an agent finally through a friend of a friend and started and then got my first audition and show up in that space. And it's cold. I mean, it's judgment. Like, that's it. You simply yeah. show up and you're not going to, be coddled by these casting directors or any. There's. It's. It's really an experience in judgment and failure. Yeah. And yeah. what that put me through allows me to show up now more confidently than ever. Yeah. Facing the fear and showing up anyways. Yeah. Instead of uh, thinking that a there is no fear, which is a crock of crap, or fear I can't show up until the fear is eliminated, which also is a lie It's really this effort of I know the fear is there of course I'm afraid of being judged or I'm afraid of having tomatoes thrown at me whatever but I'm gonna show up anyways
1: mm-hmm.
0: because um because why I guess what is the pageant thing like what is that what is the goal like is it just is it the spirit of competition is it um about sharing a message? What was was that? What was leading you towards that?
1: It was multiple things. Like I said, I was intentionally seeking different circles of friends and different circles of women and these, like seeing what these women were doing and how involved they were in the community and, um, like so many of them are, you know, directors of nonprofits, and they're speakers. Mm-hmm. Like they're really high level <laughs> women. So much
0: more than just the fancy dress on a stage, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yes, and that's what I was finding was right. It's beyond this like stereotype of oh, like just pretty girls in pretty dresses. It was like actually these women are like kicking butt and taking names, and they are awesome. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be around them. So that was a big part of it. And then it was almost like this trial by fire, like on purpose, right? Like, is my worth like going to be found in, like, is my identity going to be found in me either winning the crown or not? Um, But it was also, it's almost like this way to amplify, like whatever it is that you, like whatever message that you have or whatever message that I was sharing, It was a way that amplified it. All of a sudden I could call any school that I wanted and say, hi, I'm Mrs. Idaho. I would love to come share with your kids about Mm. yada, yada, yada. And they're like, yeah, like it, it was just like this thing that blasted wide open doors that maybe I had to like knock on doors a lot more before Wow! I was able to really get connected like with huge community leaders and yeah, it was just this like thing that opened up doors for me that hadn't necessarily been opened before.
0: What but do you think? How do how can someone, do that that's such that's such an interesting way to do this because i'm already hearing in your story like it's going from this like achieving i'm gonna make it happen i'm gonna go and open these i'm gonna knock on these doors or i'm gonna force them open myself to then you put yourself in a position where all of a sudden now your reputation precedes you the name the title whatever it is the doors are already open by the time you get there yeah uh, it's an amplifying from achieving to amplifying, and, and so if somebody's like, "Yes, holy crap, I want that," that I imagine it's not an immediate change that's going to happen. But what steps can they start to put in if they want? They're like, "Yeah, okay, wow, that's something that I'm really, is really touching me right now. I'm hearing this story and feeling like that's the path for me to amplify my message." Where do they kind of begin to make that happen?
1: Oh, I love this because this is also a big part of my journey of knowing, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure it is with you as well, like with your podcast, it was like me knowing that I wanted to have amazing conversations and connections with other communicators and leaders and influencers that are doing really great things around the world. I'm going to build the platform to be able to have them to share their story, right? Like I stopped waiting for other people to invite me onto their platforms, onto their stages. And I started to create my own. Yeah, build your own stage. Yes, like like write the freaking book, Mm -hmm. do the freaking podcast, like do the event, have people at your home, whatever it might be. Start small and don't despise the day of small beginnings because I had to start with one episode and it was messy and uh, like if you listen to my podcast like I'm actually even going through like I'm changing like the music again and like changing mm-hmm. the image again and it's because like I am growing and evolving and that's okay and so if you listen to like some of the beginning episodes like it's bad music and it's fine and I've changed it and it's good now
0: uh-huh
1: <laughs> you know like, but it's, am- and it's
0: not about being embarrassed or trying to hide that old version of yourself. It's saying that's who I was and look how I've grown. That's the story. That's the evolution. That's the shift. That's what's actually beautiful about this and relatable to the whole person that you are and message that you have.
1: Yeah. Like you eventually have to get to a point like that. You stop waiting for other people to pick you and you just pick yourself.
0: Oh, gotta say that again. You stop waiting for people to pick you and you pick yourself. Mm. So you're in the pageant world and you're not there anymore. What happened in between to get you to the place where you are now, where you're like, I'm just going to write the book. I'm just going to do the thing. I'm getting my message out there. I'm getting into doors. I'm starting conversations wherever I want to start conversations. And yet what showed up?
1: Well, it was actually part, like part of what then got me on the stage, like the international stage and in making top six, not only was the launch of the book, but the story that went inside that completed the book. And that was the dark night of the soul. So if you're ready to go there, we can't.
0: Oh yeah, we are ready.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Where are we? How long ago is this now? I don't know. No, I mean like how long ago, like the, what the point that you just got to in the story.
1: Yeah. So this was four, four years ago.
0: Okay. All right.
1: And it's something that I would never wish upon anyone. And at the same time, I am so, so grateful for the lessons that I learned from it. And so four years ago, my husband and I, we journeyed through losing a child Hmm. and it was this space where even though I had done all of this personal growth and really shifted a lot of the stories that were you know that I had told myself in my life and like had worked on like the shame and the self-worth and Mm -hmm. who I was and all of this stuff it rocked me at the deepest levels of who I was of of really feeling broken that I couldn't keep our baby safe. And it's not only the loss of a baby, but it's the loss of hopes and dreams and, and who am I? And it says it's the, it was this season of really questioning like, why God, why this, why us, why, like, why am I even here? And it peeled back every single layer of the deepest questions of who we are and, mm-hmm. you know, what, what I was, you know, like what I was even doing here on the planet and why I was even alive. And in the ugly cry moment, laying on the bathroom floor in a puddle of tears in all of the brokenness that I felt, God came and met me and, and he didn't need to fix me as broken as I felt, he didn't fix me in me questioning why I was, you know, he didn't give me like in all the shame that I felt, he didn't give me the seven steps to get out of your whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What
0: does that look like? The, The moment, like when you say on the bathroom floor in a puddle of tears is there like are you like in your mind you're like yeah i'm going back i can almost feel the i can feel the cold tile on my face right now like is it that visceral of an image of a moment to you yeah i we all i can imagine that i know exactly in my dark night i can you know tap back you go right back to that feeling it's a flashbulb moment in your brain and so you say, you know, God met you, and and didn't want to fix you. Like, what does that look like? Was it, was it sayings? Was it words that came to mind? Was it images that came to mind? Was it an, an actual kind of sense of being held? What what is that like? What was that like for you to feel this? Um healing in that moment or this sense of comfort or this sense of, I don't know, love?
1: Yeah. So I think a big part of it was, right, in all of the brokenness that I felt, right, like I couldn't keep my baby safe, like our our dreams are broken. Our family is broken. And my hopes are like, right. Like there's something wrong with me again. Here's mm-hmm. this lesson. There's something wrong with me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: There was nothing that God needed to fix about me. Yeah. And when like the creator of the universe, right. When there is nothing that he needs to fix.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. That's. Like that was a big thing for me. And as I sat and asked the questions of like, why? Like, why am I here? Like I even went through having thoughts of honestly, like not even like questioning why I was even alive. And in those moments, God began to impart, right? Because I think we can teach what we know, but we can impart what we experience and God Mm. began to impart in me the deep belief in the very core of who I am that there are millions of pieces and parts that have to come together for life to be sustained And so it's not a mistake that you are here, Alex, at this time out of all of history. It's not a mistake that I am here. It's not a mistake that you, the listener, the person that is listening, it's not a mistake that you are here. You are here on purpose for a purpose. Yeah. And like I mentioned before, you are a God dream wrapped in human skin. And from that experience, I was then given these these lenses, this perspective that I can literally see the God dream inside of every single person and see the miracle that they are. And having that type of a lens and being able to impart that type of a belief, like mm-hmm. what I do when I work with someone or speak with someone, it's not just this thing that I'm teaching. Yeah. It is an yeah. actual impartation and an igniting of someone's purpose inside of them and the permission that they need to fully walk out in the big, huge, audacious God dreams that are on their heart.
0: It's incredible to think of this. You're like, the story is, you know, you go through and you do the work and I, oh, wow, I did the work in my twenties and I went down and I recognized what What wasn't there, these old stories that I was telling myself, and I went back to heal those. And then out of that, I got into this whole new field of of pageantry and showing up and and really stepping into this world and making the impact. You know, your story could have ended there and you're like, I'm finally making the impact that I knew I was supposed to make since I was a little girl and we toured the world and got on stage and performed for people. That's exactly what I'm doing. And all the doors are being opened for me. And it's this amazing thing. And you're like, wow, there's the climb. There's like, that's wrapping up the story. And then you're like, no, 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 actually that's still the before. Yeah. Because then we had this experience This depth, this trauma, this loss that brought grief into my life in a way that I've never touched before, that I've never experienced, and that grief actually brought shadows to all the colors. It it elevated everything else in my life because now I have experienced this thing that truly showed me the depth of all of creation. And the depth of wonder and what inspiration and ignition and dreaming really looks like when you faced the darkness, now you know what light is. And it's like now you know how to show up and help help people see that it's not just about that pageant stage. Like you think you're reaching for a stage to stand up there and get a sash? No, 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 no. It's when you've gone through the thing. It's when you've gone into the depths when you've sat in that hole and had to be pulled out, that's when you can step forward into life and really show up with your true mission and who you are. And I just feel like that's exactly the story that you just wrapped up for us. Am I right? I mean, I just took some liberties with that, but how does that feel to, to hear that back?
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's where the whole meant for more thing. Mm -hmm. That was the launching pad of that and the healing that came from that. And the message that came from that, that's exactly, that was my meant for more moment. And that's where all of it came from.
0: Do you feel like, just as you say meant for more moment, as we wrap up here, do you feel like, you know, everybody listening to this, everybody that you interact with, do we have, like, do we all have a meant for more moment? Is that what we're looking for? Is that what we need to kind of tap into to see what the path is going forward?
1: I think that we have multiple meant for more moments, right? Yeah, it's hallelujah. where it's like, <laughs> oh, like what I'm doing, like there's got to be more than this, right? And we like take the messy imperfect action to shift and to change things and to go for the more of what is on our heart. Mm. And so I absolutely believe that we all have a meant for more moment that could be, right? Like even I have a I have a little 5-year-old, right? So even him when he was learning, right, going from crawling to walking. Yeah. Right. Like he knows that he is right, meant for more. Like it's ingrained in us as who we are as human beings, that we are yeah. meant for more. And I think that there's so much power when we share those meant for more moments and we share those pieces and parts of our story. Um, just like what you, right? Like no boring stories. Like yeah. no one has a boring story but it's it's up to us to be able to capture the magic and the lessons that Mm -hmm. come from our story and be able to share it in a way that really makes an impact on other people.
0: Oh, you are so well spoken. It's amazing. I, uh, you've been. Uh, it's been such a good conversation. I love hearing you walk through your story. I just find myself getting captivated in it here, and then realizing, oh yeah, holy crap, I'm supposed to interview. Um, <laughs> as we got through this, here, I mean, even to hear your story, there's this element of of this discovery and understanding of the more that you're meant for, and for you, what I heard here was this awareness that that's what was for you um, uh, from the beginning. And you lead into that in this effort of achieving you know, your own path there, achieving your own mission as it were and kind of making that happen and trying to form that and force that to happen. And then through many different moments, but let's say you know, this moment four years ago, you're faced with this moment where you realize that you're completely not in control you cannot achieve this this is about amplifying something that's deep within you amplifying something that that actually was put there by by you know by god by the creator by this external and it's about you amplifying that and showing up in the world now and you know i i don't know what you go for but i i would say what i heard in this is yours is a story from achieving to amplifying and if somebody finds themselves in this place of like, I know I'm meant for more, but it, it's just not happening. Um, and they are ready to just let that true voice be amplified from within them. How are they going to find you and start this conversation? Because you are absolutely the right person to talk to, to, to get that going. So what are some great ways for them to find you? And and um, well, let's start there and then we'll see uh, what else you've got.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the biggest one is just come hang out with me on Instagram. That's mostly where I hang out. I'm on all the other platforms, but just coming out with me on Instagram, I, I mean, I post a lot on there. So if you want your Instagram yeah. feed to be filled, it's great. I love um, it. uh, But yeah, I just, I'm there to, uh, I'm just following the call as a communicator to really speak hope and truth and life um, into the hearts of those that are ready and willing to listen. And so come hang out with me on Instagram. If you want to grab a copy of my book, awesome. It's on
0: Amazon. Incredible. Absolutely. Go get the book, dive more into the story, read all of her words. And you've got a gift for us.
1: I do. So Tell me you about guys that. feel like you are meant for more, and as I was sharing that meant for more moment, Um, I'm actually starting off a new series with my podcast. Again, the podcast is called Meant for More. And it literally, like this whole series is called My Meant for More Moment. Mm -hmm. And if you have hung out with me at all, you know that I'm obsessed with creating platforms that also like similar to Alex that give people the space and the permission to share their story. And so if you have a Meant for More Moment, I would actually love to invite you to have your story be shared on the podcast. So if you text the word moment to eight three three two three one eight zero nine eight, or you can go to com slash moment. I will shoot you over the link where you can submit your story. And then I will actually read your story on the podcast and give you a shout out. Um, because again, your meant for more moment is meant to make an impact on those that hear it. So that's what
0: this is all about. Brilliant, I love it. And if you're listening to this, then you and you've listened to any more of these podcasts, then you know how to wrap your story up in a nice little package. Who were you? Then what happened to make you who you are? Send that along to charity and you'll get on the show for sure. There we go. Uh, I appreciate that. That is super cool opportunity. And um, if you missed the phone number, then just uh, hit the back 30 seconds thing and you can grab that again to text that word moment to charity get on that list and get this opportunity charity i am so so grateful for you showing up here and sharing your story and opening us up to i mean the truth once again that there are no boring stories and for inviting us to share our story wherever we are in it and know that there is still more to come I'm truly grateful for your time and uh i'm excited for where you're going from here and the impact you're going to continue to make
1: oh thanks so much alex it's always so great talking with you and i just i just kind of see like you holding like this ladder like in your hand and you're just like allowing people to um just rise you are the you are a piece of the tide that rises all ships so thank you for amplifying other people's voices and their stories as well I'll
0: take that Receive that. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today.